Hey Chave, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Beis Gimel Talib, I think. Let's say that for now. Of Mesech Sukkah, Chave. Daf Talib of Mesech Sukkah. Oh my gosh, a funny little Daf. It's like, it's totally Erevin, Chave. Totally Erevin Sukkis. We have, what are like the three Allah Chalamosh Messinas when it comes to Mechitza? No, quick, quick, quick. Who could tell me? Who could tell me? Who could tell me? Good, lovud. Um, good, lovud, dofen akuma. All of these in Yonim come up on the Avdal of Masech the Sukkah. What else? What else? Hillel, no? Rib Hillel. Pase Beros. I remember you had a kasha on Pase Beros in Masech the Erevin. The Diumdin. Remember the Diumdin? Those like L-shaped kind of things? That shame dalad mechitzes. Oh my goodness gracious. So however, these exciting, exciting sukkahs come up today. And dalad of masech sukkah. So let us get started. We're going to start. Where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? And daf gimel, I think. I'm a bit, yeah, yeah, there. Daf gimel would be two lines from the bottom of the ma'ase. Ha'isukavu me'esim amo. Aha. So you have sukkah. And it's taller than 20 Amis. So, of course, it's a problem. Okay. And now, so you figure, okay, I have an idea. I'll take some pillows and cushions and blankets and all these things. I'll throw them on the floor, fill up the, you know, raise the floor a shtickle. And now it'll be let, it'll, the, from the, you know, the space between the pillows and things. And the schach will be now less than 20 Amis. Zel, kosher sukkah, right? Lo avimut. No, it doesn't work. Even if you say, look, I'm not going to touch these pillows and cushions. I'm going to leave them there. The whole, the, the, the gants yontif. I'm going to leave them there for the whole, for the whole sukkis. I'm not touching them. And therefore, the, it's mamish. It's, it's okay. I'm, I'm putting them there. I'm going to leave them there. I'm not going to take them away. There's the space between the pillows and the schach is now less than 20 amas. Shouldn't that be okay? The answer is no, it's not okay. Because even though you are being mevatal them, even though you're saying I'm not going to touch them, generally, however, pillows, cushions are things that you would not leave them there. You, want, you don't want them to get ruined, whatever it is. And therefore, most people would take these things away. And therefore, we can't rely upon them to minimize the space of the sukkah, and even though you decide that you are going to leave them, you're the exception, and your intentions become irrelevant, um, since, uh, the you know, in general, people would not do like that. So therefore, the fact that you, as an exception, would, you know, have the intention to leave them there, that is irrelevant in this context. So, his uh, intentions are bottle are null and void relative to the generally accepted practice. Tevnu vitlo have a mute. Now, if you took straw, right, straw that you could feed to animals that you can use for um, burning in fires that you can use for making bricks and things. If you take straw and you say, I'm going to fill up the space and lower it to be within, you know, make the space with it less than 20 amas. If you do that with straw, if you're mevatal it, if you take this straw and you're saying, I'm going to use this straw to minimize the height of my sukkah. 
And that's it. It's bottle. I'm not using it for anything else. Have a mute. That, that's acceptable. The whole shekin offer of it though. And certainly, of course, if you take dirt and you fill up the space with dirt to make it less than 20 amas and you mavatl it and you said, I'm leaving this dirt here the entire sukkah, that's also fine. However, tevin venosa the fanosa, what if you have straw that you didn't explicitly be mavatl it? You didn't explicitly say that, um, I'm not touching this straw the entire yontif. You didn't say that. But you also have no plans of using it. You have plenty of straw for your animals. You're not building anything, so you don't need it for bricks. You have plenty of firewood. Whatever it is, you're putting the straw there. You didn't explicitly say that you're leaving it there, but at the same time, you don't have any, you don't have any immediate use for it. Or what if you put dirt there, and again, you don't say explicitly that you're leaving it there, but also, you know, it's dirt. Like, you know, what are you going to do with it? So, machlokas. Rabbi Rabbanus. This is Taka Machlokas, Rabbi Yossi, and the rabbis. The Tanan is, we learn in a Mishnah. Where's this Mishnah? Who could tell me? Oolos. If you have a house that you filled up with straw or with like gravel, rocks, things like that, uvitlo, and then you mevatel it, mevotel. No, what's that talking about, Hebra? What's it talking about? He's talking about this. There, okay, 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 okay. So let's say you have a corpse, and the corpse is in a house, lying on the floor. And let's say you have a coin on the roof of the house. So the question is, does the tumma from the corpse go straight up through the roof, and is it going to be mavatal, not mavatal, is it going to be matame, the kohen who's on top of this corpse on the roof? So the answer is, if there's a tefach of space, I feel like this has come up before, although not too often, I don't think. If there's a tefach of air, if there's a tefach of space above the corpse, between the corpse and the, and the, and the roof, so then that will sort of stop the tumah from penetrating through the roof and being matame, our kohen friend. However, if the entire house is filled up with dirt, you know, is entirely filled up, there's no air, there's no space, well then the tumma of the corpse goes straight up through, through the roof, and if this, uh, if the, if the Kohen is above the corpse, he's gonna be making an oil over the corpse, and he's going to be tummy. That is what's called tumma ritsutsa, right? That the tumma just kinda goes straight through. So, so, okay. And that's why, uh, okay, so that's why I think there's a shaila if you kind of fly over a cemetery in a plane, you know, if the tumma goes all the way up to the heavens, akuponim. So that's why I think in Eretz Yisrael, I, I think they try to make like some space between like the corpse and they said there, said it's not tumma ritsutsa, akuponim, I don't know really. But, but anyways, so the shaila over here is that you have a house. And you fill it up with dirt. And now the whole house is filled up with dirt. And you have a corpse in there. And you have a coin on the roof. And the shayla is, if, is the tumma of the corpse going to go straight up and tummy the coin on the roof? So we say it depends. So you filled it up with dirt. So pashtus is, well, if there's no space, it's filled up with dirt. So yes, the tumma goes straight through. But what if this is dirt that you're going to be removing? Because you're going to, right? So let's say it's straw, for example. And you're going to need it to feed the animals. So you're going to be taking it away. So then maybe it's not really considered like it's there. 
maybe it's you know we we consider like it like uh, you know you're going to take it away and it creates space so so now with that context let's go back in and read this so so let's say you have a house and the house has a corpse in it and you have a coin on the roof and we want to know is the tumor of the corpse going to go straight through the roof and be matami the coin so if you fill up the house with straw otsoris or with like gravel essentially dirt uvitlo and you mevatel it. You say, I'm not, I'm never going to touch this straw. I'm never going to touch this dirt. Mevutl. Well, then it's bottle. And therefore, there's no space in the house. And the tumma of the corpse is going to go straight through the roof and be metami the koyin. Bitlo inlo, bitlo lo. So the, we want to be medayik that in order for it to be considered like the dirt is there and the straw is there, you have to dafka be mevatel it. You have to say, I'm not touching this dirt, I'm leaving it. You have to specifically say, I'm leaving it there. But if, you know, shy of that, if you didn't say, I'm leaving it there, well, then it's, then, then, then it's not bottle. And, you, you know, you might take it and remove it later. And in which case, there's considered to be space in the house. And, um, um the tumor would not go through this roof. Vitani Allah, and we teach about it. Rabiosi, Omar says, Rabiosi, if you have straw and you have no intention of removing it, it's like regular dirt and it's bottle. So, so we see that according to Rabbi straw that you have no intention of removing and dirt, stam, you don't specifically say that you're leaving it there forever, but it's dirt. In both of those cases, you can assume that you're leaving it there. And it's bottle. Offer for us in the fanoso, if you have dirt that you are planning on removing, then it's like just regular straw um, and it's not bottle. Okay. And therefore, we want to say that the same rules would apply to a sukkah. That if you have straw or you have dirt, and you explicitly say that you're going to leave it there, so then it could make the space in the sukkah smaller. Um, if you have straw and you have dirt, and you're specifically going to uh, remove it, you're specifically going to be using it at some point, well then it's not going to make the space smaller. If you have um, straw, but you have no intention of using it for anything else, or if you have dirt, stam, well, in both of those, so that's, so that's going to be machlokas between the Tanakama and Rabiosi about whether that would be able to be usable to make the space in the sukkah smaller. Okay, sounds nice to me. Fine. If the sukkah was taller than 20 amas, the hoots in yordim besochaf amma, and there's, uh, like branches and things that are hanging down into 20 amas, right? So you have, a sukkah that's taller than 20 amas, and you have, so they have the schach at the top. But let's say the schach is palm branches, you know, different kinds of things, and, and, and it's hanging down into the space. So, so if the branches and things that are hanging down into the space of the sukkah, if there's enough of this stuff hanging down that there, it's actually taking up most of the space, meaning it would be more shade than sun, right? That there's lots and lots of these branches hanging in that they in their own right 
would be schach, just the parts that are hanging into the space. Well then, as long as they're hanging in within 20 amis, well then we could view it as if there's kosher schach within 20 amis. But if it's only a little bit of the schach, and, and therefore, you know, really most of that is, most of the within 20 amis area is space, and there's no branches there, so then it would be more sun than shade within 20 amis, in which case that would not work. What if it's the opposite? What if it's not the maximum height of a sukkah, rather the minimum height of a sukkah? So let's say it's 10 tvachim tall, which uh, in and of itself would be the minimum acceptable height. Vehutzin yarden the sochyod. But you have some branches and stuff hanging down into 10, into the 10 tvachim. So so for Abai Lememar, so Abai figured to say, well, as long as it's only a little bit of the schach hanging down into the tent fachim, but, you know, most of it is not hanging down into it, and therefore it's mostly more sun than shade, so then the parts that's hanging out into, hanging into tent fachim is basically bottle. It's not relevant, and you have a sukkah that is tent fachim tall. And therefore, Ksher. Omele Abai, Omele Rava, Rava responds to Abai, Hadirisruchi, Vin Adam Darbadirisrucha. Rava says, Meh, a sukkah that's ten tfachim tall, I mean, ten tfachim is very, very low, and you have these branches hanging down into the ten tfachim, I mean, that's a very unpleasant and uncomfortable sukkah, and people don't live in uncomfortable spaces, and therefore, even if technically speaking, the amount of these branches that are coming down into uh, this tent fachim space is not that much, but it's enough to make it uncomfortable and annoying to be in that space. And therefore, says Rava, that's not a space that, that um, you know, somebody would want to dwell in for a week. If you have a sukkah that's taller than 20 amis, fine. Oh my gosh, this is like Mamish Erevin. Erevin in the sense that like, you know, all of these structures that we have to sort of explain these structures and what they are. And this extra sukkah, it's kosher. So what does this mean? So this means you have a sukkah and it's too tall. It's 20 amas tall. And what you do is you build a platform. So now, if you build the platform, then we'll judge the space between the top of the platform and the schach. And now, that, that space is less than 20 amas. Givaldik. Now, where is this platform? So imagine you walk into your sukkah and you go straight to the back wall. And you put the, you build the platform there on the back wall. And it goes mamish the whole width of the back wall. So it's mamish touching, eat, you know, two of the side walls also. So let's say, you know, we call the wall, let's say, straight ahead of you, the back wall, the north wall. And you build this platform along the north wall. And it touches the western wall and it touches the eastern wall as well. Which means that this platform essentially has three walls, right? The back wall and the two side walls are, are the walls of this platform. And between the top of the platform and the schach is less than 20 amas. And as long as this platform is more than the minimum size of a sukkah, which we discussed yesterday, which we discussed yesterday, which is Rosh of Rubo Shulchano, which is seven tvachim by seven tvachim. So as long as this platform is seven tvachim by seven tvachim wide, so Givaldik, the platform itself is a kosher sukkah, right? 
from the top of the platform to the schach is less than 20 amis. It's got three walls, which we learned on the first day is uh, the minimum number of walls for a sukkah. Givaldig. And the chiddush is that since that platform in, is um, in its own right a kosher sukkah, the entire sukkah is now kosher. Even the parts that are not on the platform, right? You have a big sukkah and it's more than 20 amas tall, which is a puzzle sukkah. But you have this platform along the far wall, this, this strip that's seven tfachim wide. And it goes along the whole back wall from one side to the other. And that platform is technically a kosher sukkah. Well, now the entire sukkah is a kosher sukkah because as Rashi explains, we're going to see later on that there's something called psala yotzim in a sukkah. Let's say you have a sukkah, a regular sukkah, a kosher sukkah, and there's some of the schach is like hanging off the outside, the, 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 the outside of it. You could theoretically sit under the schach that's hanging over the outside of it, even though the outside there's no walls or anything like that, it's outside the sukkah, but you could sit over, you could sit under the overhanging schach and that would be considered a kosher sukkah from, right, the stuff that's hanging out of the sukkah. And therefore, we'll view the entire sukkah outside of the platform in the same way. That it's like schach that's kind of hanging over the sukkah, right? We're, meaning, we're viewing the sukkah as the platform. The platform, which is seven tvachim by second, seven tvachim wide and goes from wall to wall and has, so it has three walls. So that's the sukkah. And then the rest of the sukkah that's taller than 20 amas, is just considered like the hangover, the overhang from this platform, and, 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 and therefore it's kosher to be there as well. Wow. Like mamish, like Erevin kind of levels of detail over here. Now, Uminatsad, what if this platform isn't along the entire northern wall? What, let's say it's along the entire eastern wall. Let's say it's along the entire eastern wall and then hits the northern wall, but not the entire width of the northern wall. Let's only, let's say only 50% of the northern wall. So in this case, you have this platform. It's seven tvachim by seven tvachim, sure. But it really only has two walls now. It's got the eastern wall and it's got the northern wall, but the western wall is not touching it. Right? It's, right, you, let's say half of the sukkah is just space. So it's only got two walls now. So Who remembers what Dofen Akuma is? I don't think we ever really, did we really ever get too much into detail about Dofen Akuma? I'm not sure. But Dofen Akuma means a bent wall. A bent wall. And what this means is that, so in this case, in this case, you have a sukkah that's taller than 20 amas, which is a problem. So we have to minimize that height. So you build a platform in the sukkah, and this platform is along the entire eastern wall, and, and it touches the northern wall as well. So now you have two walls on this platform, the north wall and the east wall, but it doesn't t- it's not touching the western wall. So what we're saying is, as long as the space between the platform and the western wall is less than four amis, so then what we'll do is, we'll treat the schach, the schach that's between the platform and the western wall as though the schach is actually part of the western wall. That the western wall that of course goes from the ground up to the schach and then you have the schach from the western wall until where the platform starts. 
that schach is actually considered part of the western wall and that the western wall is just bent at a 90 degree angle and then is going out until where the platform starts and we can sort of draw the line of the wall so to speak from where the platform starts and that all that schach from the western wall until where the platform begins is just considered a bent wall it's part of the wall that's bent and touching where the platform begins and that's where we draw down our line and therefore this platform is considered to be having three walls it's got the eastern wall it's got the northern wall and its western wall as long as from the edge of the platform to the western wall it's less than four tfachim four amis we can view it as though all the schach between the platform and the western wall is really just part of the western wall that's bent over and is reaching out towards the platform and that's where we draw our line and therefore this platform has three walls and from the top of the platform to the schach is less than 20 amis and therefore this platform is going to be a kosher sukkah now interestingly however in this case i believe that the rest of the sukkah would not be usable because the rest of the sukkah is under Right, that schach for the rest of the sukkah is not kosher schach, it's wall. And you'll be under, you'll be sitting under a wall, which is not okay. But the platform itself would be acceptable. So again, uminat sad, so if this platform is on the side of the sukkah, let's say on the eastern wall, if from the side of the platform to the western wall is four amis, well then it's psula because it's too much space. You can't say dofin akuma indefinitely. Only up to four amas can you say dofin akuma. Pachus miyarba amas, but if there's less than four amas of space between the platform and the western wall, kshere, so then it's a kosher sukkah because we'll say dofin akuma and this platform at least is a kosher sukkah. My kamashlon dofin akuma. What's the chiddush here? Dofin akuma is that such a chiddush? Tanina, we already have a mishnah that teaches us. And that teaches us If you have a house, and imagine a house with a flat roof, and the middle of the roof of the house caved in, and now you just have space. So you fill up that space with schach. So now what's going on over here? So you have schach filling up the space, but the schach isn't going all the way to the walls. You basically just have schach in a hole in the middle of the roof. So if between the walls and this space that you're filling in with schach is four amos, well then it's possible. But if the from the wall to the space where you're filling in with schach is less than four amos, well then it's a kosher sukkah because we'll say dofin akuma. We'll say that the walls are bending to reach the middle area that has the schach. And therefore, it's considered as though we draw the lines, so to speak, from the schach. We draw the lines down. And underneath the schach is a kosher sukkah um, because the, four, the walls of the house would be considered the walls of the sukkah. Ma, okay, so we already know from that Mishnah Dofin Akuma. So why, what's the Chiddush over here with this platform that we say as long as there's less than four amas between the platform and the western wall, we'll say dofin akuma. Okay, what's the chiddush? Dofin akuma is a halacha. So we say dofin akuma, just like we say dofin akuma by the house that the roof caved in. We'll say dofin akuma over here. Why do we have to give like a, a, you know, more examples than we need? 
Maudetema, I may have thought to say, awesome, I may have thought to say that by the house that the cave, that the uh, ceiling caved in, there I'll say Dofen Akuma. Because the walls of the house are, are, are kosher sukkah walls. They're less than 20 amas tall. But over here, when you have this western wall, which is more than 20 amas tall, which is too tall, it's not a kosher sukkah wall. So I might think that in this case, when you have a wall that's too tall as it is, and you're going to say dofen akuma in order to now make it an acceptable height, because then it'll be touching this platform. So I might think that when you have already a kosher wall, we could bend a kosher wall. But in this case, where the wall is not a kosher sukkah wall, we cannot bend it. Kamash Malan, that you can even bend that, so that it will now be touching the platform, and now the platform is within 20 amas, and now it's a kosher wall, so we can even say dofen akuma in that way. What if you have a sukkah that is taller than 20 amas? Okay. And now you build a platform in the middle of the sukkah. Smack in the middle of the sukkah, not touching any walls. So you have a sukkah, it's taller than 20 amas. You take a platform and you stick it in the middle. So as long as from the, uh, you know, and now from the top of the platform to the schach, it's less than 20 amas. So as long as there's less than four Amis between the walls and the platform, so then we could say Dofen Akuma. And we'll say that the walls reach out and bend to the platform. And we sort of draw the lines from the, you know, from the schach down to the sides of the platform. And from the top of the platform to the schach is less than 20 Amis. So we'll say basically Dofen Akuma from all the walls that they all bend to reach out to the platform. And that's going to be your sukkah on the platform. That's in the middle of the sukkah. So we'll say as long as from the platform to the walls is less than four Amis, we'll say Dofen Akuma. Let's read that again. You have a sukkah that's taller than 20 Amis. And you build a platform in the middle of the sukkah. If from the sides of the platform to the walls there is four amos or more, or more, so in each side psula. Well, then that's a problem because you can't say dofen akuma. But if from the sides of the platform to the walls there's less than four amos, well then it's ksheira. Michael Mashman was the chiddush. I mean, dofen akuma that we say dofen akuma. I know ah. We know that we say Dofen Akuma. Maudetema Dofen Akuma Mirach Achas Amrinon Avokoruach Burach Lo Komash Malon. I may have thought to say that we could say Dofen Akuma for one wall. For example, you have the platform on the eastern wall that goes, you know, straight across to the northern wall and I have to bend the western wall so that it'll be touching the platform. All right, we could say Dofen Akuma there. But to say that if you have a platform in the middle of the sukkah and you have to say Dofen Akuma for all four, all four walls, maybe I'll say no. So Kamash Malan, that you can even say Dofen Akuma for all four walls. Givaldi. So now what if you have the opposite? What if you have a sukkah that is less than 10 Tfachim tall? So it's too small. 
It's too short. So now what you do is, in the middle of the sukkah, you dig out some of the floor so that now from the dugout area, from the bottom of the dugout area to the schach, is now 10 tfachim in that area. So that area that you've dug out has the minimum height of a sukkah. So here, we're no longer saying dofenakuma. Here we're saying lavud. So again, so you have a sukkah that's too short. It's less than 10 tfachim. And then what you do is you dig out an area of the sukkah. Let's say in the middle of the sukkah, you dig out the floor so that now from the bottom of the dugout area to the schach is 10 tfachim, which is the minimum height of a sukkah. So we say if surrounding the dugout area, so if between the dugout area and the walls is three tfachim, then we can no longer say lavud. And since we can't say lavud, so then we cannot say that the dugout area go, expands all the way to the walls. And therefore, we cannot consider it um, to have walls and to have a height of 10 tfachim. However, if, you know, outside, if between the dugout area and the walls are less than 3 tfachim, well then we'll say lavud. We'll say that basically the walls are connected to the dugout area. And the height of the sukkah is 10 tfachim. How come up until now we've been talking about Dauphin Akuma, which gives you, you know, up to four Amis, and how come all of a sudden in this case we're saying Lovud, which only gives you up to three Tvachim? That's a really big difference. How come in the first case it qualified for Dauphin Akuma, but over here it doesn't? And we can't consider the walls of this small sukkah to be bent over to where the dugout area is. Rather, we say that, no, it has to be within ten t- three tfachim of the wall, and then we can say lavud. Why can't we say dofen akuma over here? And for the Gemara, hosum, when it comes to the platforms, the isay le dofen, pachos me'abba Well, when it came to the platforms earlier, and the wall was more than 20 amis, and we're saying we have to bend it over and say dofen akuma, over there, Lemaisi, you had a wall. Over there in Lemaisa, you had a wall. Maybe it was tall. Maybe it was a tall wall, but, but it was a wall. As long as it's more than 10 tfachim tall, it's a proper wall. And therefore, you can now take this wall and you can bend it to say Dofen Akuma. Dofen Akuma, what does that literally means? A wall that you bend. So once it's more than 10 tfachim tall, it's a wall. And we could then bend that wall and say Dofen Akuma. And the Allah is Dofen Dofen Akuma, which is Allah Moshe Misinai. Is a yab up to four amis. However, over here in this small sukkah, in this short sukkah, that it's not even ten tfachim tall. Well, it's not even a wall bichlal. And if it's not a wall, then you can't say dofen akuma. In which case, all we could say is lavud, which can, you can basically apply in any case, which is up to three tfachim. And we say as long as the dugout area is within three tfachim of the walls, we could say lavud that the dugout area is touching the walls and that the sukkah has a height of 10 tfachim. But if it's more than 3 tfachim between the dugout area and the walls, you cannot say lavud, in which case the walls are not 10 tfachim tall and you cannot use them. Okay. Givaldi.
So I'm reading that again. So when it comes to the earlier cases where we're talking about Dolphin Akuma, that's where there already was a wall. It may have been a tall wall, but it was a wall and you could bend it. But over here, where it's less than 10 Tvachim tall, in which case it's not really considered a wall Bichlal, it's not considered a wall Bichlal, <laughs> excuse me, um, it's not considered a wall Bichlal, so therefore you cannot apply Dofin Akuma and get the space of up to 4 Amis, rather we have to work with Lovud, which is up to 3 Tvachim, and if it's within 3 Tvachim, we could say it's Lovud and it's, a, and it's 10 Tvachim tall, uh, but if it's more than three tfachim from the dugout area to the wall, we cannot say that, in which case the walls are less than ten tfachim and it's a pasal sukkah. Okay. If you have a sukkah that's, of course, taller than 20 amas, okay, it's too tall. And then in the middle of the sukkah, you build, you put a beam, in the middle of the sukkah, you put a beam, and this be- this beam is um, ten tefachim tall, and it's seven tefachim by seven tefachim wide, which means that um, essentially the shaila is: do we say good asik? Right. So Rabbi the Meimar good asik mechitzta om leirava bein mechitzta sanikaros veleka. What does this mean? It's like shtikel erevini, maybe even shabbosi. Right? Meaning, what's good asik? Who remembers what good asik is? Good asik means that we could view it as though a wall goes all the way up. And therefore, if you have this sukkah, and the sukkah is taller than 20 amas, and it's really wide, it's a really big sukkah, and you tell, you take like a, 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 a like a beam of sorts, a, 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 yeah, I don't know, a beam, a pole, and it's 10 tefachim tall, which means that kilu, it's got, right, it's, it's, it's the minimum size of a wall. And it, the area on top of this beam is seven tefachim by seven tefachim or more. So it's got sort of the size of a sukkah. So Abayi wants to say that, let's say good asik. Let's say that the sides of this beam, which are ten tefachim tall, so it's a proper wall. Well, the wall just kind of continues going up. And therefore the space, if you're kind of standing on top of this beam, which is seven tefachim by seven tefachim, well, you're surrounded by the walls, these imaginary walls that just kind of continue from the side of the beam and go all the way up to touch the schach. And you're now inside of a sukkah that has walls. And since the from the top of the beam to the schach is less than 20 amas, you're in a kosher sukkah. So, so Rabbi the Meimah, Rabbi wanted to say, good asik mechitzta. Let's say that the sides of this beam, since they're ten tefachim tall, they continue, you know, imaginarily, in an invisible way, the sides of the beam continue all the way up, extend up to the schach. So there are, you're surrounded by walls, and the minimum, and the, and the and the you know top, the surface of the beam is the size, the minimum size of a sukkah, seven tefachim by seven tefachim. And there's less than 20 amas between, between the top of the beam and the schach. So Bahai says, Givaldik. Good asik, the walls go up, you have, you have walls, Givaldik. Omele Rava. Rava says to Abai, that's not quite enough. Rava says, it's not enough to just have invisible walls surrounding you. 
you have to have some kind of visual indication that, that, that you're surrounded by walls. You know, I guess the walls would have to extend somewhat, uh, uh, you know, uh, on the top of the uh, beam in order for us to say good asik. Toner Rabban and the rabbis taught, no, it's kundisin. If you take four, like, uh, beams, four kundisin pegs, pillars, I don't know, you take poles, let's say, you take four poles, and you put schach on top of the four poles. Rabbi Yaakov machshir Rabbi Yaakov says gewaldig. The Chacham say no. You can't just take four poles and put schach on top of it, and that would be enough, and call it a day. Chacham say you cannot do that. Omer Rufuna says Rufuna machlokas al svasagav. That this machlokas is davka on the sides of the roof. Rabbi Yaakov sov aminun good asik mechitzta. Rabban and Savilo aminun good asik mechitzta. What are we talking about? Rav Nachman says that we're talking about the roof, right? You have a house. The house is, let's say, it's a one-story house, and it's got a flat roof, and you're going to build your sukkah on the roof. So Rav Huna wants to say that the machlokas between Rav Yaakov and the Chacham is that, so you build your sukkah on the roof, and how do you build it? You take four poles, and you put one pole on each of the four corners of the roof. And therefore, we'll say, you know, the question is, can you say good asik? Can you say that the four walls of the house will continue upwards, and therefore you have these four poles on each of the corners of the roof? And what's the walls of the sukkah? The walls of the sukkah are the walls of the house that will say good asik, that they continue up, and you have imaginary walls that continue up from the walls of the house. So again, the rabbis taught, no, it's kundisin If you have four poles and you put schach on top of the four poles, Rabbi Yaakov machshav v'chacham poslin. Rabbi Yaakov says it's a kosher sukkah. The chacham says it's a posel sukkah. Amr Rufuna says Rufuna machlokas al svasagav that the machlokas is on the sides of a roof. Right, meaning you're building your sukkah, you're putting these poles on a roof on the four corners of the roof. Rabbi Yaakov says Raminun gorasik mechitzta. That Rabbi Yaakov says, well, we'll take the four walls of the house and we'll imaginarily extend them upwards and those are the four walls of your sukkah. And the rabbis say, no, we're not going to say good asik mechitzta and therefore you don't have walls. Therefore it's a possible sukkah. But if you were to take four poles and stick them in the middle of the roof where there's no walls, even Rabbi Yaakov would say, okay, that, that, that's a possible sukkah. Rav Nachman Omar, and Rav Nachman says, Be'emtza Agag Machlokas. That no, the Machlokas is taka in the middle of the roof. You take four poles, you put them in the middle of the roof, and you put schach on top. That's where Rabbi Yaakov says it's kosher, and the Chacham say it's posel. Ibailu, they want to know, Be'emtza Agag Machlokas, Aval Asfas Agag, Tivrakol Ksheru. When we said, when Rav Nachman says that the Machlokas between Rabbi Yaakov and the Chacham is in the middle of the roof, does that mean, yes, the Machlokas is in the middle of the roof, but if you would put the poles on the four corners of the roof, Rabbi Yaakov and Chacham would agree that it's kosher because we'd say good asik. Or maybe Rabbi Yaakov and Chacham argue, would argue in both cases. They argue when the poles are in the middle of the roof and they also argue when the poles are on the corners of the roof. Teku. We say we don't know. We don't know. Rabbi Nachman says that the machlokas is in the middle of the roof. We don't know if he's saying that on the side of the roof the, the machlokas would continue or if everyone would agree that it's kosher. We don't know. Meisve. The Gemara now asks the Kasha and Ravuna. 
If you take four poles and you stick them into the ground, this time we're not talking about a roof. This we're talking about you take four poles and you stick them into the ground and put schach on top. Rabbi Yaakov Machshir v'Chacham Poslin. Rabbi Yaakov said it's a kosher sukkah. The Chacham says it's a posle sukkah. The aretz dechemsa agagdomi. Sticking four poles into the ground is the same as sticking four poles into the middle of the roof. V'kamachshir Rabbi Yaakov. And Rabbi Yaakov is saying in this case it's a kosher sukkah. If you take four poles and stick them into the ground and put schach on top, Rabbi Yaakov is saying it's a kosher sukkah, which is basically the same thing as taking four poles and stick them into the middle of the roof. Rabbi Yaakov would say there also it's a kosher sukkah, which is a kosher of Funa, who says that the machlokas between Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim is dafka when you stick them, stick the poles into the corners of the roof, but in the middle of the roof, everyone would say that it's puzzle because there's no walls. But apparently, Rabbi Yaakov says, and we'll explain Rabbi Yaakov's opinion in a few minutes. Apparently, Rabbi Yaakov says that even if you take four poles and stick them into the ground or into the middle of the roof, apparently, it would still be kosher. So it's a kasha on Rufuno who says that everyone agrees that in the middle of the roof it would be possible. The ode, and more so, the Gemara wants to say, I'll continue with our attack on Rufuno and say that that the implication of this brisa is that Rabbi Yaakov and the Chacham Davka would argue in the middle of the roof, which is the equivalent of sticking four poles into the ground. But on the corners of the roof, everyone would agree that it's a kosher sukkah. Which means that this would be a kosher rafuna on two accounts. Kilu Rafuna had said that in the middle of the roof, everyone agrees that it's possible. Yet over here, we seem to be saying that Rabbi Yaakov would say it's taka kosher there. And Rafuna said that the machlokas is dafka on the corners of the roof. Yet, the Gemara wants to say, I want to imply from the Brisa that when it comes to the corner of the roof, everyone agrees that it would be kosher, which means that it's also against Rafuna on that, because he says the corners of the roof is where the machlokas is. So, where am I? So, Amalek Rafuna, so Rafuna will respond to the second kasha and say, no. No, I can argue that Rabbi Yaakov and the Chachamim argue in the middle of the roof. Fine, sure, I, I admit it. Okay, clearly they argue in the middle of the roof, just like they argue when you take four poles and stick them into the ground. But says Rafuna, they also argue on the corners. The only reason why they argue specifically in the middle of the roof is to teach a chiddush about Rabbi Yaakov that he even says it's kosher in the middle of the roof. But the Chacham uh, would still disagree and say that the corners, it does not work. So the Machlokas is both. Is by both. Fine. Givaldik. The rabbis taught, Okay, so if you take four poles and you stick them into the ground and put schach on top, Rabbi Yaakov so Yaakov says, Remember the Pase Beiros? I mentioned earlier that we're going to get into the Suga Pase Beiros. Remember that was a Gemara in Erevin about when you have like a well in the middle of Rishus Arabim and then you build like these four L's around it. So it's not full walls, but it's just in, when it comes to uh, Erevin, it was an Amma in each direction. So you build Kilu, 
like almost like the outlines of a wall, right? You have these L's in all four corners with an Amma in each direction. So we say, Shem Dalad Mechitzos, that already you have like the outlines of four walls over there. And therefore it's kosher, you can, you can take water from the well into the area within these diomdin. So we want to say the same thing over here. When it comes to a sukkah, if you take four poles, and then you put schach on top of the four poles, as long as the poles are wide enough that you would be able to cut out L shapes with one tefach, when it comes to sukkah, it's a tefach, not an amma, with one tefach in each direction, and you could theoretically cut out, carve out diomdin, four diomdin, so says Rabbi Yaakov, that would be enough. You could put tzach on top. And that's how to understand Rabbi Yaakov. That when Rabbi Yaakov says that if you take four poles and put tzach on top of the four poles, it's a kosher sukkah. It means that these poles have to be wide enough that you'd be able to carve out diomdin, these L shapes that would have one tefach in each direction. So let's read that again. the rabbis taught, no, it's Ibo Kundisin Ba'aris. If you take four poles and you stick them into the ground, and you put tzach on top of the four poles, Rabbi Yaakov Omer says, Rabbi Yaakov as long as you can square off these um, poles and then cut out L shapes, and you'll have one tefach on each side, each direction of the L, we can treat each pole as a diomed, but if they're not wide enough to be able to do that, that we don't treat them as a diomed, and then it would not be a kosher sukkah. So Rabbi Yaakov Omer, the Rabbi Yaakov would say, diomdi sukkah tefach, that when it comes to the diomdin, these L-shaped walls of a sukkah, they just have to be a tefach, and that's enough. Whereas Chacham say, no, diomdin do not work when it comes to a sukkah. You have to have at least two proper walls, and then the third wall can at least just be a tefach, and that's enough. But diomdin, these sort of like L-shaped, interesting fake walls, imaginary walls don't work. You have to have two proper walls that are at least seven tefachim by seven tefachim. And then the third wall can be a tefach. That is what you need for a sukkah. Chevre, that was the Avdalad of Masechta sukkah. Where do I even get started here in trying to break it down? I mean, basically we're talking about a sukkah that is too tall. That's more than 20 amas. And you're trying to sort of minimize it in all sorts of different ways, whether it's with cushions, whether with straw, whether with dirt, right? The main thing in those cases is, are, are you going to be removing these items? If it's something that you're going to remove, even if it's something that you personally won't remove, but everybody else would remove, so then we say something like straw that you might want to use for firewood, for food, for your animals, whatever it might be. So you have to davka say, I'm leaving it there. We saw machlokas between the chachamim and Rabbi Yossi about what if you leave the straw there, but you don't necessarily intend to be moving it. Rabbi Yossi would say, okay, you know, it's considered like it's bottle. The chachamim say, no, it's not. We talk about dofin akuma, right? Let's say you have a, a sukkah that's taller than 20 amas, and then you build a platform in it. Right, so well, the first way to do it was we said if you build a platform along the far wall and it goes from one side to the other side, as long as the platform has the minimum size of a sukkah of it, so then we say that actually the entire sukkah is good because the platform, of course, is less than 20 amas from the top to the schach, and therefore that is a kosher sukkah, and then the rest of the sukkah actually becomes the psala yotze mina sukkah, right? Just like extend, you know, stuff that's overhanging the side of the sukkah, and that you can also use. Um, but if you build now, but if you build the platform on like the side wall, so then the, now it's only touching two walls and you needed to have a third wall. So then as long as the space between the, the platform and the side and the other wall is less than four amas, we could say dofin akuma, 
that the firewall bends over to touch the platform. And then we say that that is um, kosher. We talked about if you have a sukkah that is less than 10 tefachim tall, and then you sort of dig it out. So in this case, we can't say dofen akuma because uh, these small, these walls that are less than 10 tefachim aren't actually considered walls. And therefore, um, you can't say dofen akuma, but as long as the dugout space is less than three tefachim from the walls, we could say lavud. And therefore, that would be, and in that case, it would be considered 10 tefachim tall. But if it's more than three tefachim between the dugout area and the walls, we cannot say lavud, in which case you don't have a kosher sukkah. We discussed when you take poles and you put them on top of the, uh, you know, and you put schach on top, uh, we saw machlokas between Rav Huna and Rav Nachman. Rav Huna says that the machlokas um, is davka on the side of a roof. The Rabbi Yaakov says we could say good asik, that the walls of the house extend up, and the Chacham said you cannot say good asik, but in the middle of the roof, that, um, everyone would say it's possible, but then we, and Rav Nachman says no, the machlokas is in the middle of the roof. But then we brought a proof from a brysa that Rabbi Yaakov would say that no, even just if you take four poles and you put schach on top, that could be a kosher sukkah. But then we pointed out that that would have to be that the poles are wide enough that you'd be able to cut out L shapes that have a tefach on each side. Then we could consider them to be diomdin and that diomdin work when it comes to sukkah. But the chacham disagree and say no, diomdin don't work by a sukkah. Rather, you have to have at least two proper walls and then a third wall that's at least a tefach. Chavit, that was the avdalad of mesech the sukkah, a very eruvini kind of daf. Um, I hope it brings back good memories, at least for the short term. Uh, have a great day. Cheers.